This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk absolute shite. Now, as many of you know, I've written two books about Dad. One's called Loose Units, one's called Electric Blue. And the thing about those books was, ostensibly what I was doing is sitting in a room with a larger-than-life heroic figure, a father figure, if you will, and basically getting him to tell me stories. And then I was, you know, helping turn those stories into something bigger. Now, as many of you heard on the last episode, uh, the guest on today's episode is a very dear friend of mine. His name's Joshua Brandon. He's a director, producer, writer. He worked on CBS's Friend Me. He worked on Haven, Houdini and Doyle. He recently released a very wonderful feature film called A Thousand Little Cuts. And he is also... Well, he's the co-author of William Shatner's new freaking book. It's called Boldly Go, Reflections on a Life of Awe and Wonder. It's extremely good. And Josh has done the absolute wonderful thing of sitting down with me today, with all of us, really. Josh, uh, first of all, 
How do you think the parallels are there? Do you think we both had a sort of similar experience writing these books? Well, definitely two larger-than-life personalities. I've met your father, and I can say that's for sure. So, so yes, <laughs> I would say we had a similar experience. Yeah, Shatner-esque. But, I mean, you sat down with Captain Kirk, and the reason this book started had a little something to do with a recent journey he took. Well, funnily enough, I assume you're referring to his journey into outer space. And yes, that- <laughs> when we started the book, that was not on the cards yet. I didn't know about it. And when he'd been approached about it a year earlier, he assumed it wasn't going to happen. So right. that came right out of the blue. But I'll tell you what, the day he went to space was the day we sent the proposal off to publishers. God. So hang on. See, it was my belief that it's very, very easy to approach someone who's going to be going to space and go, hey, we should probably get a book. Uh, made about this. But what was the book going to be before that? The book was going to be about his philosophy, which is this constant drive he has to learn as much as he can to experience things. He basically says that he doesn't understand anybody who wants to retire or who is bored. He says there is so much in life and these universal moments that you just find. Honestly, when I pitched him the book, it was very, very different. And after he listened to my pitch, he said, I don't know about that because it was I'd actually pitched Captain Kirk's or rather William Shatner's Kobayashi Maru, sort of a, a living experience through his career and how just when you thought he was out, he keeps coming back and all that. And he said, honestly, I don't have any wisdom I feel I can give anybody. I only know what worked for me. And if I were to try to impart that, it might come across as, as arrogant. What gets mm. me going, and you know, he was 89 at the time, he's now 91. He said, what, what gets me going is these these little moments I find every day in life, whether I'm riding my horses or playing with my dogs or just asking people questions or looking out on the sunset. And then he told me this story about, I think it was in the 1970s, he, he was driving around a freeway in Ontario and he said there was an apple orchard growing out over the freeway. And he thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do a little cheeky pull over on the side of the freeway and grab an apple. And he did. And he said he can still feel that moment when he bit into the apple. The juices were flowing down his throat. He could hear the crack of the skin. He said that apple had reached its absolutely perfect maturation point. And when he bit it, it was the exact moment that it needed to be eaten. And as silly as that sounds, he lives for moments like that. And he finds them everywhere he goes. And that's why at 91, he gets more done before breakfast than I get done in a week. Yeah, I sometimes feel that way about dad because dad had, you know, like 19 major career paths. But I just want to pause for a minute and point out that what you described is a crime. William Shatner went <laughs> scrumping. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he did go scrumping. Oh, my God. I, I just sometimes I wonder, what was the process like? For you to actually write this book because you know my dad and I have had a relationship all our lives and whilst you grew up watching William Shatner I'm guessing it was very different in some ways to working with somebody you've known for a long time. Yeah it was really different because I didn't know what to expect and fortunately just just by sheer coincidence I was in Australia getting ready for you know our first series of meetings on Zoom and I mentioned to a friend of mine Matilda Comas who lives in LA now but at the time uh, was in Australia I think with her with her kid for for COVID reasons. And she mentioned to me, oh, you know, actually her husband is Josh Comas, who's a comedian. He wrote for uh, Conan and and Jimmy Fallon and all those guys. Mm. And through the the networks that he has, he knows Chris Regan, who wrote or co-wrote Bill's book, Shatner World. Uh, Sorry, Shatner Rules. Shatner Rules. I'm thinking of the quote on the back that says, it's Shatner's world. We all just live in it. So she said, hey, do you want to meet Chris Regan? And I said, yeah, I would love to. So she hooked me up with him and we had a great chat and he sort of explained to me what the experience would be like. 
and and what I could sort of learn from his experience. And that made it really easy because I just sort of slid into these meetings with, with Shatner and he's larger than life, but he gets straight to work. And he says, what are we talking about today? And I'll say, well, I wanted to start by talking about music. And then, and before I can even finish the sentence, he'll say, let me tell you about music in my house. There wasn't any. We, we had a radio and my father would listen to the New York Metropolitan Opera on a Saturday afternoon after closing up the store. And I would sit on, on the floor as he sat on the couch listening to this opera. And that's all I had for music until I got to university. And then I got interested in singing, but I realized I couldn't sing. And so, and, and he just goes and goes. And obviously we transcribed and recorded all of this stuff, but it, it was just so fascinating because he's like a wind-up clock. You just say, okay, here's the topic, wind, wind, wind. And he, bam, he just spits out all this really interesting knowledge and experience. That's great. That does sound very similar to dad. If you get him started, because obviously dad and I have done press tours before, but when we first started, he was so timid. He was so reserved. And now he kind of, sorry, dad, but he loves the sound of his own voice. (laughs) Now I watched you and Bill do a bill, like I'm on first name basis with him. Uh, (laughs) I, I watched the two of you do a press event and it was amazing. Even though I know how media trained he is, it is incredible how William Shatner, William Shatner is when he gets on the mic. And that's kind of why you were referencing music before. That's why I like his musical stuff so much is because it is so Shatner-esque. But this is ostensibly a crime podcast where we talk about true crime. And there is actually a crime and music related story in the book uh, involving a rap version of Mark Antony's uh, speech from... Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So so Bill did a, a movie called Free Enterprise with Eric McCormack, I think in nineteen ninety eight. And he plays a sort of, you know, stylized version of himself. And these guys are big Trekkies and they're obsessed with meeting William Shatner. And they mm. meet him, but he's not at all what they thought. And the movie ends with this performance of of a rap version of Friends Roman's Countrymen in in a, a nightclub and it's really really good you guys can look at it on youtube it's called no tears for caesar and he wrote it with this rapper whose name was rated r but essentially they went into this studio and there was you know pot smoke everywhere and they were these two completely different people connecting on a musical level and rated r was saying like what what's what's this about and and shatner is explaining well he's got to give a speech at this funeral and He's got to go along with the idea that, yeah, it was a good thing that Brutus and Cassius murdered Caesar, you know, because they're honorable men. But he also wants to stand up for Caesar and slowly, if he can, turn the crowd against Brutus and Cassius. And that's exactly what he does. And so Rated R starts riffing and like, okay, what if if we dropped it like this and we did this and all that sort of stuff? And for Bill, it was just fascinating watching a completely new art form that he'd never really understood or respected. And he actually became quite enamored with rap after that. The sad story is that Rated R is currently serving a life sentence, I believe, for murder, which I believe he denies. And if we get to do another book, that's the first person on our list of people to interview. And he was around with Tupac and all of that sort of stuff. And, and he was heavily involved. He was in Thug Life with, with Tupac Shakur and all of that. And just a fascinating insight into how two people came at the same piece of material from completely different perspectives and sort of what has happened since. And we'd, we'd love to hear from him and find out what happened and you know what led to it and all that. Oh, that's awesome. Do you think playing a police officer in TJ Hooker provided Bill with the necessary patois he needed to blend in with the criminal element? <laughs> I mean, obviously you can't waltz in there as TJ Hooker, but I mean, Shatner has played so many authoritative figures, you know. I mean, do you think that's part of what gives him his seeming invincibility when wandering into environments that are so foreign to honestly uh, oh the guy's name is walter burns i just looked right. it up uh, aka the rated r aka big runner 
from Thug Life. Yeah, uh, look, the thing with Shatner is he has no fear. He really doesn't. He's got this inverted instinct for danger. If if something blows up, he runs towards it. And he even got in trouble when he and his family were on a tour in somewhere in Africa and they were told, do not leave your huts at night. You know, there are elephants in this area and hippos down at the lake and they are vicious. You know, they're fine as long as you stay in your huts. Don't go out at night. And the first night, his daughter tells a story in the book about she she sees like lightning and she thinks, oh, I didn't know there was any lightning here. And then realizes it's the flash of, of her father's camera because he's run out in, the, in his underwear to go watch the elephants. And then he follows them down to the lake and he sees all these hippos or rhinos or something like that. And then the tour guide has to radio ahead to the next camp to say, we've got a madman on our tour. Someone is running with the elephants. And they, they dragged him back in and they said, look, I know you think you're the captain. You can't do that. You're not in charge here. <laughs> And there's the prime director to consider. You can't just wander into a different environment like that. No, That's- even by observing something, you, you change its nature. What's that, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle or something like that? But do you think by that rationale, you having observed Bill and having actually you know, helped shape his narrative, do you think you've altered his journey in regards to the biggest adventure he's ever been on, technically, which is going to space? I mean, did you being there change the experience for him in any, in any way? Well, I don't know if I changed the experience in itself, but I certainly was able to help him shape it because that is probably the most important chapter in the book. And there was that excerpt that we we got into Variety that generated a lot of news, which was just how sad he was and how how broken he was coming home from space. Everybody was popping champagne corks. Wow, we flew in zero gravity. And he was like, what are we doing? You know, he, he had what astronauts refer to as the overview effect. They go up and they see every piece of life that ever has lived or will live or is currently alive on that tiny little blue planet. And they go, this is all we have. Everything else out here is death. It's blackness. It's the vacuum, the cold vacuum of space. How can we be upset with each other? How can we have war? How can we be fighting? How can we be destroying our natural habitats? And it stuck with him for a couple of weeks. And he resolved to really, I mean, he's always been a big environmentalist, but he's really trying to push forward with with even more of that now. I found that so interesting that he went to space and didn't enjoy himself. And I remember watching the footage of him getting off and seeing how emotionally kind of ruined he was. Yeah, he was crying. Yeah. And I guess it does provide you that very intense third, you know, the third person perspective of, oh, the human experience is a tiny, fragile thing surrounded by crushing blackness. And we have to take care of what we've got, basically. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he even said when, when each spark of champagne or each each drop of champagne hit him he felt it was like burning hot acid it was the antithesis to everything he was feeling in that moment it could be an allergy but you're right it's probably probably <laughs> just that i think it was a metaphor paul it's yeah you know what you're much better at metaphor than i am um it's look at josh it's such a great book and uh part of the reason i'm so excited to have you on the show is because there's actually going to be a book launch for Boldly Go, and it's on Monday, December the 5th at 6.30pm at a really great venue called Polybar. Uh, It's at 401 Brunswick Street in Melbourne, and it's going to be Josh and myself talking through your experience with Bill and with the book, and if you come along, you actually go into the draw to win one of two books signed by William Shatner. And you can also, by the way, head across to Booktopia and grab a copy. I'm going to put a link in the description for this episode for everyone so they can go across and check it out. If you're on Audible, there's also a really great version where Bill like just reads the book for you. And that's just the most awesome bedtime experience ever. Actually, 
uh, I did have a fairly harrowing flight back from the US, as listeners will recall. And one of the only things that got me through was listening to the second half of this book. It really did uh, really did calm me down. Yeah, I'm really sorry about poisoning your tea that way. I, I, I didn't know it would be that bad. No, you just would try to keep my immune system on its toes, and now it doesn't have any. So thank you very much for that. Well, I do what I can. No, and you did. And, uh, and three bags full, sir. A real, <laughs> a real event. But it's going to be a really great event over at Polybar. There's going to be a Q&A at the end. Uh, there's going to be door prizes at random. There's going to be great drinks, great company. So make sure you get along. So make sure you rock up on December the 5th at 6.30 p.m. at Polybar at 401 Brunswick Street for your chance to win a copy of Boldly Go, signed by William Shatner. You're also going to be able to grab copies of the book there. Meet Josh. You know, he's going to shake hands, kiss babies. It's going to be absolutely great. But make sure you get along and don't miss it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.